and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now with your home improvement question at 1-888-MONEY-PIT because we believe home improvements should be fun. They're an adventure. You don't always know how they're going to turn out. They're exhilarating. They always get the blood pumping. And when they come out great, you feel fantastic. Just like when you take an adventure trip. You know, some say... To go hiking in Peru. We Whitewater say water rafting. Yeah, we say remodel your kitchen, you know. <laughs> Put on a new roof. You get the same kind of exhilarating feeling out of it. And let us help. We're your tour guides, 888-666-3974. Coming up this hour, we're going to get you started with everything you ever wanted to know about power tools. It used to be that power tools were reserved for the pros or for the big time do-it-yourselfers. But today, even the occasional weekend warrior has got a few power tools. We'll help you choose the right ones for you. Yeah, that's right. Plus, if you think you can take the easy way out and avoid sanding your cabinets before you restain them or paint them, that is not the best idea. We're going to tell you why in just a few minutes. And are you drowning in your hot water bills? Well, there is a simple free way to cut costs. We're going to tell you what that is in just a bit. And along the lines of free, we are giving away a bug-free backyard prize pack from the fine folks at Cutter. This hour, it's got everything that you need to make sure the only thing that you are slapping around in the backyard are steaks on the grill and not those mosquitoes off your arms. So call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's first? Heating season is not that far away, and Richard in New York has a question about radiant heat. What can we do for you? Hi, Leslie. Yeah, I'm redoing my house, and I'm putting a, a, a whole new heating system in. And I have it scheduled to have radiant heat in all the floors. Okay. Uh, and my question is, I'm doing the floors in a Douglas fir, which is going to be on top of the radiant uh, heat. And mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if there's any problems with the floor, or the wooden floors warping or cupping. No, not at all. Because, and in fact, the radiant floor heating system is going to be a very steady temperature, and you know it it will move seasonally, but it will not cause an additional problem with cupping. I see. So, uh, so as it would move at any uh, without the heat, uh, because it's uh, because it's an organic wooden floor, exactly. the, the extra heat will not be a problem. No, for it's really not that significant, and in, uh, in terms of additional heat, it's not like it's going to crack or anything of that nature. That's great to know. Thanks and a bunch. It's going to be really comfortable, too. You're going to love that heating system. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Yvonne in Texas is dealing with some damaged doors. How can we help you? Well, I have hollow core doors. They're the old kind from the 70s. Right. And they have holes in them from the previous owners of the mm-hmm. home. We are going to eventually replace them, so I don't want to put a lot into them, but I would like for them to look better. Hmm. So is there okay. anything I can do to repair them? Cover them with wallpaper. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> to hide it. But yeah, but even if you do that, you're still going to have um, the like sort of the depressed in area where the holes are. Are these big holes, like like fist holes or foot holes? Are they little tiny ones. They look like fist holes or foot holes. Uh, that's Angry hard. previous homeowner. You know yes. what you might want to do? Um, why don't you pick up some Lawan plywood, which is sort of the material that many of those hollow core doors are Our made with. Is, yeah. And just put another layer on the top. You'll have to reset the hinges to make up for the thickness of the plywood. 
Okay. But you can essentially re-laminate those door slabs with some very thin Luan plywood, and they would look great. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Yvonne. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. All right, you guys are certainly working on great projects. Well, if you find yourself stuck, pick up the phone, give us a call with your home repair, your home improvement question, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are here to help you. You know the number, one eight 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 money pit 888-666-3974. Up next, preparation is the key when it comes to planning a paint project, and that is especially important if you're planning to paint your kitchen cabinets, which is a very popular project. We'll tell you exactly what you need to know after this. You're in a money pit. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now at one 888 Pit for a chance to get in on our weekly giveaway. One caller we talked to on the air this hour is going to win the bug-free backyard prize pack from our pals over at Cutter. You'll get the Cutter Outdoor Fogger, the Cutter Bug-Free Backyard Spray, the Backwoods Insect Repellent, and Skin Sations Insect Repellent, all in one great prize pack worth about 25 bucks. You'll be able to enjoy the outdoors once again if you call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Yeah, the prize pack is worth 25 bucks, but the experience of not being bitten like crazy <laughs> when you're outside enjoying the yard is priceless. So call us now to get in for your chance to win that great prize. i got to tell you, the only product I used to trust when I was a home inspector, and I worked in this area with horrendous biting horse flies. Oh, and that, and they kill. Ugh. I used to call them attack helicopters, <laughs> you know, because they would just zero in on and you. And they get stuck on you. And you cannot get them off of you. They were terrible. The only thing that would keep them off was the cutter. So I really like that stuff. Yeah, and it really does work. So why not get a whole bunch of free stuff? So call us now for your chance to win. And especially call us if you're thinking about tackling a home improvement project around the kitchen, especially one which would, you know, involve painting your cabinets or restaining your cabinets because it really is an inexpensive and easy way to update the look of your kitchen that you can do on your own. But you have to make sure you do the proper prep work because you want it to last, you want it to look good, you want it to be durable, and you have to sand the cabinets cabinets before you put any new coat of anything on there. It really is a must. Sand, sand, sand. First, you want to go ahead and wash away the grime before you paint your cabinets. That's a good start. Don't skip the sanding. I don't know how many times I can say it. You have to sand it. Otherwise, nothing is going to adhere. It's going to make sure that not only the paint and the stains stick, but if you've got a lot of dings or blemishes just from years of usage, it's going to make all of that go away. And the more you sand, the better your final results will be. So don't just lightly go over it and be like, oh, it looks good. Really take your time. For more tips just like that, check out the kitchen chapter of our brand new book, My Home, My Money Pit, your guide to every home improvement adventure of Available online at moneypit.com and in bookstores everywhere. Or pick up the phone and give us a call with your kitchen question right now at 888-MONEYPIT. Leslie, who's next? Stephen Florida is getting organized and hanging some cabinetry. How can we help you with your project? Hi. I, my house was built in 1991, and I have, I guess it's the metal studs. Okay. And my question is, what kind of screws can I use to keep uh, keep those cabinets up? It just seems like any kind of screw I put in a metal stud can slip right out without it, without an anchor. 
Hmm. Well, typically, um, steel studs, you use the steel hardened, case-hardened screws, the same kind of screw that you use for drywall, if you see those in the, in the home centers. And um, the trick here is going to be to make sure that you're real accurate with installing those so that you hit the surface of the stud and not the edge of the stud. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing behind the edgers, right? Yeah, you've got to really hit it square. And so you're going to need to use a stud finder and make sure you, you locate the edges and then sort of divide that in half to find the exact middle. You just got to be real careful. If it's a wood stud, you know, you can angle the screw one way or the other. With a metal stud, you pretty much have to be dead on. And they're called case-hardened screws? Yeah, they're case-hardened screws. If you go to any home center or hardware store, those metal screws were originally designed to attach drywall and other building materials to metal studs. And then the industry started using those to attach drywall to wood studs, finding that they were just so darn handy to handle. And those will work fine for attaching cabinets as well. Fantastic. I thank you. Any any special length I should use for something like that? Yeah, make sure it's long enough to hit the stud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good enough. Thank you very much for your help. You're welcome, Steve. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Is there a good rule of thumb for the back end length? You know, once you get through the drywall, through the you, cabinet, you know, drywall, stud. It doesn't stud. really matter as long as you're through the stud, you know, anywhere from a half inch to three quarters of an inch. That's all the bites you're going to get. All righty. Byron, welcome to the Money Pit. What can we do for you today? Hi, Tom and Leslie. Um, yeah, I, every time I do my dishes, um, the glass is dry, and I notice there's like a milky white residue. And uh, I was just trying to figure out what that is. I'm in a new house and uh, don't know what's going on. Do you notice that when you pour water, it looks a little cloudy or anything of that nature? Or are you having a hard time with soap sudsing up? Um, a little bit of problems with soap setting up, but yeah, the the cloudiness in the water, if I'm drinking tap water, I do notice that uh, mm. after a couple of seconds, it is pretty cloudy. Well, it sounds to me like you may have a hard water issue. That uh, basically refers to having an excess amount of minerals in the water, and that's directly related to where your water comes from. So if you happen to have like sort of a stone quarry that your water comes from, you're going to have more hard water in it typically. And it can occur with both well water as well as uh, city water. There's a couple of things that you can do. First of all, with respect to the dishwasher, there's such a thing known as a rinsing agent. And the most common one out there is a product called Jet Dry. And that goes in, um, most dishwashers have the rinsing rinsing agent uh, sort of dispenser built in. That uh, leaves like sort of a coating on your glasses that makes the water evaporate quickly and um, I guess the way to explain it is it's sort of like armor all for your drinking yeah, glasses you know the water of, runs, everything washed runs right off. off but yeah but it's safe to use and the other thing is that you might want to think about putting in a system to treat your hard water now typically that's done with um, salt based treatments but that's kind of expensive and it takes some time uh, and some expense for the plumbing to be installed. There's another system out there, though, that we like called Easy Water that recently became a sponsor of the show, so we learned all about it. And basically what Easy Water does is it uses an electronic technology instead of salt or chemicals to make sure that the minerals don't stick. And what that does, it helps it runs off the glasses. It doesn't clog up your faucets, your aerators. It doesn't require any plumbing to install it. You simply um, install this near your main water valve, and there's sort of a wire that you wrap around the main water valve, not the valve, but the main water supply pipe. pipe. Yeah, that sort of creates like a coil. And and essentially what happens is the treated minerals, once they go through this, um, kind of repel each other. They lose their electrostatic charge, which is what makes them stick to the faucets and stick to the glasses and stick to everything else. So once they go through this easy water 
um, treatment system, they essentially lose that charge and then they don't stick. So that's a good option as well. So use the Jet Dry. Think about putting in a hard water solution like Easy Water, and I think that you'll see that the water is going to clear up in your house. Now, is the Easy Water something I could find at the home centers or online or where? The easiest place to buy it is frankly right online. Uh, you can go to their website. It's easywater.com and uh, talk with the folks over there. They're very good at sort of walking you through the issue and making sure that uh, this device is going to solve it once and for good. Awesome. Thanks. I love your guys' show. You guys have bailed me out a couple of times. Uh, you're welcome, Byron. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we're going to talk to Helen, who has a painting question. What can we do for you today? I have a question about movable shutters. Okay. Need repainting. And uh, the painter seems quite reluctant to do it because he claims that uh, they won't be moving. They won't be movable after they are painted. Well, that's not true. If they're painted correctly, they would be. And, and, and if they are movable shutters, they're hand shutters, you know what the, important, the most important part of that shutter is to paint? The backside, because that's where it's going to rot. And if you ignore painting the backside, they'll start to rot from the back forward, and they're not going to be movable very much longer after that. And you would want to remove them from the home for painting in the first place, correct? Or certainly, um, if they're on hinges, open them out. Open them out. That's right. So you could paint the back and the front. That's that's silly. I mean, you definitely can paint the shutters if they're done correctly. It sounds like you got a painter who just doesn't want to do the job. <laughs> uh, they're indoor shutters, not outdoor. Oh, indoor shutters? Yes. What are they shuttering if they're indoor shutters? They're, they're like decorative plantain, oh, you mean decorative like plantation shutters. shutters. Yes. Okay. Well, okay. You still can paint them. I don't see why not. I'll tell you what, if he's concerned about it, he could take the hinges off and mm -hmm. then put them all back on. Would spraying be a better idea? No, not necessarily. I mean, it, either way was, is fine. Mm -hmm. But they certainly can be painted. I mean, are they plastic or are they wood? Wood. Then there should be no issues. I see no reason you can't do that, Helen. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. She's got a painter that just doesn't want to do the job. Regina in New Jersey has an air conditioning question. What can we do for you today? Well, my air conditioner is 13 years old, and when I went down to the basement, it was surrounded by a lot of water. Hmm, okay. I was checking it out, and it looks like there was a... I was looking in the furnace, and there were a whole bunch of water droplets inside the, the unit. Okay. So it looks like the humidity is coming out of the house, but not going outside, mm -hmm. but yeah. settling around the floor of the furnace. Yep, easy fix. What's the problem? Uh, your condensate, well, a couple of things. You're looking at the, what you're seeing is the air conditioning condensate. When your air is cooled, it releases moisture. And so what you're seeing is that moisture is not draining properly. Now, I'm not quite sure how your system is set up to drain, but I can give you a couple of options. Typically, there's a condensate tube, usually a white PVC pipe, that is mounted above the furnace that catches that water and drains it down that pipe and into what's called a condensate pump, which is usually a small box about the size of a car battery or maybe smaller on the floor next to the furnace where that water is pumped out. Now, it could be what typically happens is sometimes that condensate line gets blocked. You know, I've seen paper labels off of air conditioning equipment block that. I've seen other types of debris block that. It doesn't take a lot because you're not talking about a lot of water pressure. But I bet you that that condensate line is blocked. And as a result, the water is backing up and spilling over into your furnace area. Now, you do want to get this fixed because... In the long run, what can happen is, besides making a big mess, that can rust out the heat exchanger, which is right below that, 
and that means you'd need a new furnace. Now, that would take a long time, but for right now, you definitely want to get on it. It should be a simple fix. If you can't figure it out yourself, have your HVAC contractor do it, but it happens all the time, and it's not a big deal. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, Regina. And I enjoy your show every week. Thank Thank you so much. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, we're going to talk power tools. You know, they used to just be for pros, but now even the novice homeowner has got at least a drill in hand to make sure your power tools stay a power performer. We've got some tips on tool care coming up. It is brought to you by Citrus Magic, the all-natural super strong air freshener, available in spray and solid form. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you know, it used to be that power tools were reserved for the pros or for the big-time do-it-yourselfers, but today, even the occasional weekend warrior has some sort of power tool catch in his garage or tool shed, or garage or tool shed. <laughs> That's true. And you know, it's because these power tools are so much easier to use and charge and even handle than ever before. But there's so many choices out there that it gets confusing to know what's even right for you. And then once you get them home, are there any special things that you need to know about keeping these tools power performers for their entire lifespan so you can just keep using them forever and ever? Well, I know it's confusing, so we've brought an expert tool guru in here. We've got Jason Swanson from Ryobi. He's going to answer all of these questions and more to get us a kick-butt tool arsenal in the garage. Hey, Jason. Welcome to the program. Hey. Glad to be here. Hey, we got to start with a question. If you could sort of sort this out for us, because there's, there are so many different types of power tool batteries out there. Could you please explain the difference for our listeners between alkaline, NICAD, lithium, and this newest version of lithium called lithium ion? What is the best battery for a power tool? Well, shoot, like you said, there's a ton of different options, and uh, here's a simple way to uh, think about it. Alkaline is your probably the oldest chemistry out there. NICAD is a little bit newer. And lithium is the newest, and lithium ion is the newest yet rechargeable. And uh, probably the two most prevalent ones out there are NICAD and lithium ion, with lithium ion being the one that probably lasts twice as long. Is there a benefit of one over the other? Is the lithium ion lighter? Do you pack more of a punch? Do you get you know, a higher voltage even though it's lightweight? Yeah, absolutely. You get about twice the energy in the same amount of space that would be taken up by a traditional NICAD. So, again, you get twice the uh, runtime, twice the cuts, and twice the screws. Now, with the lithium-ion technology, I always uh, notice that with the NICADs, by the time it gets to be maybe about 10 or 20% of the battery capacity left, the tool performance really starts to fall. And NICAD, like, slows. Slows down. It doesn't, you know, doesn't have as much zing, whether it's a saw or a drill driver. With lithium-ion, is it steady delivery of power right through sort of the last ounce of, of battery power? Oh, absolutely. In the industry, they call it the uh, fade-free power. So the, okay. the awesome performance you have on the, uh, say, the first cut, you're going to also have that on the last cut as well. And then it'll be similar to, like, your cell phones. You'll get, like, a 
a little warning, and then your collar is gone. So you get definitely steady performance out of the lithium ion. So it just drops dead right there on the spot. Zero. Absolutely. Now, I know there's a lot of confusion. You know, you set up your workshop, you have all your charging stations ready to go. Do you leave the batteries on the charger even if they're charged to capacity, or is that not good practice? Is it true that these batteries sort of get a memory? Yeah, memories are, are probably a thing of the past. Um, so if you're using your tools, say, on a, a weekly or even a monthly basis, you're, it's going to be just fine to leave them on the charger. Um, but if you're going to go, like, uh, on vacation for a few months, it's probably a good idea to kind of take them off. But with today's new technology and uh, better components inside of these chargers, uh, memory effect is kind of a distant memory, so to speak. <laughs> We're talking to Jason Swanson. He's the director of communications for Ryobi. Jason, what about uh, in the winter? Are these batteries susceptible to freezing today? Do we have to be concerned about that? Or can you leave your lithium-ion battery-powered tools like outside all winter long? Yeah, lithium-ion uh, uh, technology is, uh, is a little more friendly to cold or frigid temps, so you're going to have uh, better results if you do leave them outside in your back of your truck. With NICAD, it's typically uh, better off to store it in a uh, room temperature location. Is it the same with heat? Because sometimes I have all my tools out on like a super hot job site or, you know, maybe we're down in southern Florida and the entire tool truck is just like an oven once you close everything up with all your batteries and the tools and everything going on in there. Yeah, good, good question. The uh, lithium-ion technology, again, will uh, even go and withstand even higher temperatures, you know, upwards of probably 160 to 190 degrees Fahrenheit. I hope it doesn't get that hot in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like it's just a matter of time before all of the tools now are lithium-ion. There's almost no point to going back, is there? Yeah, as, as it's, uh, it's more readily available and more manufacturers start to use it, you'll see the demand go up and hopefully the cost will come down, which will give people better deals in, in the aisles as well. Well, speaking of cost and new tools, what are some of the newest um, products that Ryobi has out in the lithium-ion category? Well, you've got everything to cover from, uh, from the basic homeowner 4-volt lithium screwdriver with a, a bit set so you can throw it in the kitchen drawer. And then we step up to the 12-volt uh, compact lithium-ion for someone with smaller hands, and it probably uses it maybe once a week to do uh, hanging drapes or doing some small work in the garage and building craft projects. You're making that sound awfully girly. <laughs> oh, it, but it's not. It, it, it definitely has the performance and the runtime. But Absolutely. it's better for me because I know sometimes I remember with my NICAD tools working with an God in college 14 volt was, you know, the highest available with NICAD. And I remember putting up a header and feeling like, oh, good Lord, I can't hold my hand above my head any minute longer. So I can appreciate the lightweightness of a tool. Yeah, with lithium ion, you, with the 12 volt, you're probably going to get about 14.4 volts worth of performance. So, yeah, yeah, I think you'd be ex really excited to see and use the 12-volt lithium-ion. And I'm girly, so that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I actually got rid of my, my uh, dumbbells, and I use old uh, NICAD battery-powered <laughs> power tools for my shoulder exercises right now. It works very well. Hey. <laughs> Speaking of old batteries, Jason, what if I'm updating my tool arsenal and I have ones that just don't work well anymore or I just want to plain get rid of? Can I actually recycle these batteries? Oh, yeah, that's the great thing about lithium-ion. Since they use a heavier metal, more of the battery is actually recyclable. And you can typically go find a recycling battery center at most home centers. Or if you're having a hard time finding one, you can go to uh, rbrc.com and then type in a location that's nearest your home. Yeah, Rechargeable Battery Recycling Corporation. All right, Jason Swanson, Director of Communications for Ryobi. Thanks for uh, filling us in on Power Tools. If you'd like to check out Ryobi's latest line, you can go to their website, which is ryobitools.com. Thanks, Jason.
Thank you. Thanks again, Jason. Up next, we've got an easy, free way to cut down on those hot water bills, so stick around. You're You're listening listening to Extreme Extreme How-To Radio. The Money Pit is brought to you by Ream Water Heaters. For dependable, energy-efficient tank and tankless water heaters, you can trust Ream. Learn more at SmarterHotWater.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you should pick up the phone and give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT and let us know what you're working on. And let us give you a hand to get the job done once and right and on your own without calling in the big guns. And if you ask your question on the air today, you are going to be automatically entered into our random prize drawing. And this hour, our winner is going to get a bug-free backyard prize package from our friends over at Cutter. It's worth 25 bucks, and it includes everything that you need to be bug-free, including Cutter Outdoor Fogger, a bug-free backyard spray, Backwoods Insect Repellent, and Skin Sations, which is the one that I use and I love. Because working down in Southern Florida all last summer, I was covered in bites until I went and got the stuff. And I remember at one point a producer asked me, can you stop getting so many bug bites? I was like, yeah, let me work on that. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. I'll get right on that. But true, the skin stations, it works really, really well. Tom and I both use them. You should enter in. Give us a call because everybody loves to be bite free. So call us at 1-888-MONEYPIT for your chance to win. 888-666-3974. Speaking about things that bug you, how about high hot water bills? They're certainly an annoyance, but there is a free and easy way to change that by simply lowering the temperature of your water heater from the average of 140 degrees down to a safe 110 degrees. You will have plenty of hot water for showers while saving energy costs. And of course, it will protect your kids from accidental scalding as well. Another thing that you can do for just a few bucks is to install a water heater timer if you have an electric water heater that turns the water heater off for those few hours of the day that you're not using it, like in the middle of the day or the middle of the night. And of course, if you really want to invest in a really good water heating solution, install a tankless water heater, which is super safe and extremely energy efficient. Although it costs a little bit more up front, it will definitely save you money in the long run. 888-666-3974. Let's get back to the phones. Tin roof rusted. (laughs) George, you got a rusty roof. What happened? I have uh, cedar shakes put on the front of my garage. And what happened, after the first rain, I'm getting what I call teardrops from the nails. Right. What he did, he put steel nails instead of galvanized or stainless steel. Right. Now, I don't know what I can do about that. Not much. I called him, and he has, he answered the phone, but he's never come down. Yeah. Not much. They used the wrong fastener, George. Yeah. The only thing I could suggest is if you were to stain those cedar shingles, yeah. uh, perhaps with a bit of a darker stain, it may not be quite so obvious. But that metal is going to react. If he didn't use the right fasteners, it's going to react and it's going to streak. That's why he probably doesn't come down. Yeah, probably <laughs> not. And I suppose you've already paid him, so it's too oh, late yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the only thing else you could consider is small claims court, but it might just be easier yeah. to uh, stain no, these uh, shingles. 
No. Okay. Maybe. Right, I want to thank you very much for taking my call. You're welcome, George. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. All right. Well, thank you so much for all of your calls here at the Money Pit. Hey, when we come back, we're going to jump into our email bag because one of our listeners writes about, you know, heating bills. I know it seems like we're sweating it up in the summertime right now, but just around the corner are those inevitable heating bills. And our listener wants to know if you can insulate your roof from the outside. Hmm. Interesting. We're going to answer that when we come back. You live in a Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatru, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Choose the brand more building professionals prefer and add up to $24,000 to the perceived value of your home. For more information, visit Thermatru.com. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where we make good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And add us to your summer reading list. Our new book is available at bookstores right now. It's called My Home, My Money Pit, Your Guide to Every Home Improvement Adventure. And in it, you'll find the same helpful advice and information we offer here on the radio show each week, along with fun and a little bit of humor, too. And there's a lot of humor in there. And there's really useful chapters. And one of my favorites is a chapter called 30 Under 30. And that's 30 home maintenance musts that will all take less than 30 minutes. And you can squeeze in a 30-minute project here and there over a weekend and really get things done. We actually have one of those tips coming up in my last word at the end of the show. And you can check out the complete list in our new book, My Home, My Money Pit, Your Guide to Every Home Improvement Adventure, which is available at bookstores now. Hey, do you have a home improvement question and can't get to the phone? Well, head on over to moneypit.com and click on the listen section and then click on Ask Tom and Leslie, just like Travis did from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Which I've actually been there. Pretty chilly area up there. It really is. And Travis writes, we are planning to re-shingle the roof of our cottage this summer. And I was wondering if we can put any insulation under the shingles, as can be done with tin. There is no attic. The roof is simply a large A-frame. If this can be done, can you let me know what kind of insulation to use, how thick, and what kind of nails to use? Actually, um, you can. It's called a sandwich roof. And it's often done if uh, you have a cathedral ceiling, which is sort of like like what you're dealing with Mm -hmm. here. And basically on top of the sheathing, you put in foam insulation. It's usually isocyanurate, which is sort of like a very thick, stiff foam. Is it the one that's silver lined? Yes, and typically it's three or four inches thick and it's attached with very, very long nails. And then the roofing is put, another layer of plywood's put over that. And then the shingles are put on top of that. It's sort of, you can always tell because it's built up and has a very, very thick edge, like above the gutter line. You know what I mean? And then what do you do for the edger? Is there like a fascia board or do you wrap shingles? requires some some fancy trimming around the outside edge to conceal it. It's not my favorite way to insulate a roof, but in a situation like that, it definitely is a good option. Will it work for Winnipeg, Canada? It, it will. And it up in Winnipeg, cold. it gets pretty chilly up there. <laughs> All right. Good luck with that project, Travis. Well, if your Windows have more bugs than Microsoft's latest operating system, you're oh. probably having some trouble <laughs> with your screens. Can you tell I'm angry? (laughs) (laughs) Please, it's the reason I'm not getting a new computer. (laughs) Well, 
Wait just a few more weeks before you're ready to close up for the fall to give those screens a good cleaning. Leslie tells us how in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. All right, and this one comes straight from our 30 Under 30 chapter of the Money Pit Home Improvement book, My Home, My Money Pit, your guide to every home improvement adventure. And it's called 30 Home Maintenance Tips that we promise will actually take you less than 30 minutes to complete. You can give your window screens a bath. All you need to do is remove all the screens. Make sure you label which windows they come from so it's not a guessing game when you go to put things back. And then mix up some household cleaner like Spick and Span. You want to apply it with a gentle brush and then rinse everything with a garden hose, let it dry, and then reinstall. The rest of those 30 ideas in under 30 minutes, you're going to have to look up in the My Home, My Money Pit, Your Guide to Every Home Improvement Adventure book, and I guarantee you'll have lots of fun completing all those projects. Available in bookstores right now or online at moneypit.com. Hey, coming up next week on the program, it's the leading cause of poisoning deaths in America, and you can't see it or smell it. We're talking about carbon monoxide, of course, and it kills more Americans than any other poison. But you can protect your family with a CO detector. We're going to tell you what to look for and how to make sure it's working on the next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.